Grays and hearts, fresh, on sticks. Chapter 7, Trapped in the Gap. I'm calling for Aunt Sadie. If you can hear me, come and get me. I'm trapped in a crushed section of Briarwood Mall along with a wounded fairy. Sounds like she's got some broken ribs. Her lungs are all messed up and her breathing is labored. Aunt Sadie, come help us. The roof and wall fell and pushed us together into one changing room. You know, like a changing closet, more like. What are you doing? My Aunt Sadie is kind of mystical or whatever, so if I talk to you for a while, it's like recording the message in you, and she'll hear it from you later. So anyways, what happened is a few days ago I caught a ride on a caravan down to Briarwood Mall. I remember as if it was just yesterday. Hey, will you quit fluttering your wings? I'm trying to tell a story here. I knew some fighting was going on around here, but it just escalated out of control. I heard some talking weasel in the caravan say how the treetop terror fairies had kidnapped two goblins, like in retaliation for the fairies we arrested a week ago. I don't know, whatever, there's always crap going down. I don't know why it got so much worse this time. Maybe because the fairies made an excursion into our territory. So I sold out my entire inventory of dried hearts, gall powder, and human boots. That wasn't the hard part. The real pain was mall security guards telling me I had to get a vendor's permit. Bump that. So we had a scuffle. One of them tore my spandex, and that just totally clinched it. Two more sets of fresh hearts and fairy drumsticks to sell. Luckily, there's more than just fairies shopping at Briarwood Mall, or else I wouldn't have found a buyer for two fresh pairs of wings. The caravan was supposed to be heading back tomorrow, so I figured I'd kill some time tonight in the mall. I got to be a customer for a change. Well, I picked up two yards of denim. Not sure what I'm going to do with it yet. Let's see, what else? Uh, I got a blood-red gauntlet and matching handbag. I got two pairs of... Can you wrap up your message and send it already? Excuse me? I'm taking my sweet time with this for your benefit, so just enjoy it while it lasts. <laughs> two pairs of spurs, that's what I was saying. One of them has elves kind of carved into them, so it looks like you have little silver elves painfully clinging onto your boot with their arms, and the sharp part of the spur is clutched between their feet. Okay, that's all I bought. I was trying to pick out a top, something gray or black to contrast with the blood-red gauntlet set. I came in here to the gap, and it's like this huge hollow tree growing up out of the east wing of the mall, and you have to squeeze through this narrow gap to get inside. I looked around for maybe 15 minutes and finally find this kind of... What, what shade of gray would you call that? Like an undead gray tank top. But the one I picked up was too small. So I go to reach for a bigger one on the shelf, and I grabbed it at the same time that this fairy Cindy grabbed for it. It's not Cindy, it's Cincy. All the forest floor fairies are named after flowers. I'm named after the unfertilized flower of the cannabis. Whatever! Cincy grabbed for the tank top, and we wrestled over it for like five minutes. She put up a pretty good fight for a fairy. I might have clobbered her if she was on the ground, but she gets up in the air and she's out of reach. It won't even fit you. Everything in here is for fairies. Why do you think they made such a narrow gap for the door? The largest thing in here wouldn't fit you. It will too fit me. You hippies just wear everything too loose and baggy. Whatever. <coughs> so we're doing the tug of war up and down while she's trying to pull it toward the ceiling. And we struggle our way over the changing rooms. Uh, I kind of pulled through one of the doors, and then the walls cave in on us. The rest of the mall must look like hell if it caved in the stupid hollow tree we're in. Me and Cincy are stuck in about four by three foot of floor space. We can't stand up. It's much too cozy. 
I know we have to strike back with the largest boulders that will fit in our artillery weapons. Couldn't they have waited until I was out of the mall? Can I just say, Briarwood Mall is owned by the Forest Floor Fairy Clan. We don't have anything to do with the treetop fairies. Right, it just happens that the treetop terror clan <laughs> hides out in your malls and your areas all the time. Duh. Why do you think goblins attack both of your clans like this? Anyway, even if you were supposedly separate clans, this will make you think twice about working together with them later. They brought all this down on you. Finish your message and shut up. Why do you keep writing on your fingers? <coughs> I was trying to spare you for a while, but now I'm not so squeamish. This is called representational magic. Usually I'd write a message on my blade, like, Deliver my voice to Sadie. But I don't have a blade handy, so I have to write it on the only weapon I have to kill you with, my fingers. Since there's magic words written on the weapon that I kill you with, your ghost has to deliver my message to Aunt Sadie before you can go to your happy hunting grounds or Valhalla or wherever it is you fairy schmucks go for your afterlife. Listen, you grubby goblin. <coughs> I'm not delivering no message. And our story is the Dream Meadow, where tall crystal... <coughs> Josie, this is your aunt. You think I got time to crawl all over fairy forests rescuing my kin? If you can't get out on your own, you ain't worth saving. Put down that vermin and get back here. Bring me back some tattooed fairy skins. There should be hundreds of them lying around right for the picking. But Sadie, we're buried here. What can I do? <sighs> the place is built by fairies. What kind of materials do you think they use? The friggin' walls of the dressing rooms are cardboard. Just poke through one of them or chew through it. I don't care. Oh, cool. Sorry about that, Cincy. Um, you can keep the tank top. <coughs> Green bitch. You've been listening to Trapped in the Gap, Chapter 7 of Brazen Hearts, Fresh on Sticks. Written and produced, and almost everything else, by Robert Thomas Northrup, with special spousal guest Melinda Ann Smith as Cincy. Recorded August 25th, 2006. Since you're still listening to this, I bet you'd also like my short story collection, Dungeons and Day Jobs. Point your typewriter to evilbobdayjob.tripod.com where you can preview a story from it or buy it. Or you can find more info about subscribing to this podcast. That address again is evilbobdayjob.tripod.com Until next time, keep keeping it fresh. And are you done with that stick? <laughs>